And that is what we call in the business hitting the post. We call that hitting the post in a song. And if there's anything that modern day radio personalities do not understand, it's the importance of hitting the post in a song. Brian, am I right? DJ Jeff, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff, thank you very much. A lot of folks forgot about that earlier part of my career. You are listening to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show because you're smart, you're intuitive, and you smell really good today. Does that make us the funky bunch? Yes. Um, Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Here from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. Welcome to this day. And from... The All Right Book. It's not the good book. It's just the All Right Book. From the book of El Hephesians. Oh, okay. Which is in be- it, it's, that's in between <laughs> lesions and seizures. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord hath made, so quit whining and dragging your feet. Scrub those teeth. Bust a brush through that nappy hair and get to work. That's straight out of it. Wow. That's a direct quote. Remember, that's remember, scripture now. It is from the All Right book. It's all right. All right book. <laughs> it's okay. just all right. Okay. Um, you know, the shortest uh, verse in Ephesians is whatever. Daily. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> A daily entertaining, informative, informative, entertaining, uh, chattocentric podcast. We're going to go real chattocentric today. As a matter of fact, we have a. A uh, couple of guests. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing interviews on the show and uh, going to have one. Uh, we're just going to do it live on the fly with uh, school board member Joe Smith and talk about the superintendent search and a couple of other things. Also have the uh, interview that we did with Barry Quarter when we were still just doing these things as pilots. And it wasn't really meant to be listened to by anybody, but it was a great interview. It really was. And the people that found it said that was a really great interview that had to do with the Times Free Press going digital, so we'll be playing that for you as we well. Said, Too bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we had, the whole idea is that you're listening to us, and if you're listening to my voice and you're hearing me say this, then you're listening to us, and so everything is all right in the world. Everything is okay under the heavens. So let's get started right now with my standard question. Russell Stroud, what's happening? Well, Jeff Stiles, on Tuesday night, the city council made several changes. The city council voted to change the curfew. This is just the first reading. They have to do another one. Youths between 17 and 18 cannot be out Monday through Thursday past 11 p.m. And on the weekend, 12 a.m. For those 16 and younger, the curfew will be 10 p.m. weekdays, 11 p.m. on weekends. The council also voted to suspend the second division of the city court as Judge Russell Bean, good name, is retiring in 2022. <laughs> It's not funny, Jen. The move, according to Chip Baker, uh, would close uh, would save close to five hundred thousand dollars. On a serious note, uh, one homeowner on Magnolia Street over in Rossville told the press that she lost everything when her house went up in flames on Tuesday morning just before dawn. Uh, she said that somebody has tried to set her home on fire in the past. Catoosa County says this is one of several suspicious fires that they are investigating, and all had been set before dawn, and up until this one, all of the homes have been abandoned. If uh, you know who's responsible, call the Georgia Arson Control Hotline, 800-282-5804. That's what's happening. It's hard not like a comeback story i'm dave hooker off the hook sports let's talk some josh gordon you may not know who that is if you're not a huge nfl fan but josh gordon at one time was considered one of the elite players in the nfl then off-field issues reared their ugly head now he's been compared to some of the all-time greats as far as his physical ability but his maturity 
with the equivalent of my seven-year-old rat terrier. But now Gordon is back. He submitted his reinstatement letter uh, to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell in July. He has been reinstated. His application for reinstatement approved by Goodell on Monday. So he is on the roster. He's been suspended since December 2019. Now let's be honest. Uh, the Chiefs need another wide receiver to play alongside Tyreek Hill, and Josh Gordon is that guy. They lost Sammy Watkins in free agency. So this isn't just a good-feeling type of move. This is a move that the Chiefs felt they needed to make to compete at the highest level, and that for them is to win a Super Bowl. But it's hard not to root for Josh Gordon who has been in so much trouble with the NFL, I frankly thought his career was over. So congratulations, Josh. We'll look forward to seeing you play uh, this weekend and to look forward to your impact on the NFL because everybody loves a comeback story. I'm Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, replacing your morning radio show, canceling your morning TV show, and giving you everything you need in much less time and in a more entertaining manner. If I say so myself, I being Nuga's own Jeff Styles, spelled with a Y. Some people have called me over the years El Jefe, and that actually is the Spanish translation for Jeff, but it also means the boss or the chief. And a lot of my bosses have called me Hefe for years before they realized that was the actual translation, and then it really irritated them. <laughs> so that's where El, El Stupido or El Tonto came in, um, and that's just the way it's always been. Upfront wrap-up, upfront wrap-up, where we wrap up the day's stories first because you're busy and we are too. Brought to you by, check this out, a brand-new advertiser here for the show, and they're coming in. I cannot tell you the waterfall of positive comments and feedback we've gotten on this thing so far. We felt like we were filling in a gap, and people are telling us that is the case. Tennessee American Water Company. Tennessee American Water Company has been providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day. That's why at Tennessee American Water, they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right see what they did there and you know what there there you know water has a taste everybody does understand this mm-hmm. and it it, it it tastes different smells different everywhere our water is superb it is it, head on down to sarasota if you don't believe me oh, no go to feel, feel free yeah, yeah absolutely it's it's wonderful to have them on board uh we'll start with what russell just mentioned and it it happened Really, uh, a, a couple of days ago, that I guess the decision was made, but it's just now beginning to really impact on people's eyes and ears and their understanding of what's happening. There's going to be a real honest-to-God curfew in the city of Chattanooga on our Utes. Our, our Utes, Utes, yeah. our Utes are going to be curfewed. It's about damn time. Can we say they can't drive until they're seventeen <laughs> I or eighteen? I would love that, to that be able to good. do that. That would be the best. But wasn't this already a law that we have not been abiding by? Well, mo- what laws do we abide by? If that's you get out good, all the that, law books, I mean, there's so many on them. I mean, you spit on the sidewalk, you're supposed to be caned. Yeah, you know. But as I understand it, y'all, let me know if I'm wrong about this. 17 to 18-year-olds, in other words, that's the last year you can be looked at as a minor. You have to be in on weekdays at 11 p.m. or weekends at midnight. Correct. 
Now I'm That remi- seems fair to me. I, it, it is fair, it, right? It, it seems fair, but also keep in mind when you were 18, how many times I wanted did you to go see to the midnight, rave. midnight go by? I wanted to go to the armory in the rave. Now, and, uh, if you're 16 and under, uh, it's 10 p.m. on weekdays and 11 p.m. on weekends. So at least sucks. they they came up with a grid that was easy to read. As it's a, not. It's every Tuesday and Thursday and every other Friday and leap days. You know. <laughs> And on Groundhog Day, you get to do it twice. And you can you go know? fishing the last Friday of every month. Yeah, exactly. Now, as a former youth, I think this sucks. Uh, as I'm a not, former <laughs> youth. <laughs> as a once upon a time child. Yeah, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a fan of curfews. Oh, my, my, my 16-year-old self is cussing me out <laughs> yeah, every day. Exactly. Remember, my life with the Thrill Kill cult was going to be <laughs> yeah. at the, the, cha- the, the armory for a rave. And my mom said I could go until my friends parents told her that what happens at the yeah. my life with the thrill kill cult show and then i couldn't go well we have to think realistically like well it was sex and sex leads to dancing <laughs> well you ecstasy, don't want that ecstasy and everything else. well you have to think realistically too like you coming home from seeing kmfdm or whatever you were listening to back then you're probably not going to get i didn't even trouble. know who the band was i just wanted yeah, what to is go. that band i've never heard of that kmfdm uh, no no clue it's the where you would go to rave at 16 yeah. years old it's yeah. exactly or 26 years it's old. about a, it's <laughs> a couple <laughs> of guys making a bunch of money is the acronym yeah. i have no idea really but good. now I, th- there are exceptions for work but i just want you to think about this i really do and we'll actually bring this up again a little bit later uh think about i mean how are the officers going to be able to make on a visual cue uh-huh who is 16 17 18 and 19 and you know whether or not they're on their way to work or not Without stopping them, without stopping Uh, them, and uh, now are you going to show me proof of work? I'm not showing you my ID. A lot of kids, 17 and 18 year olds who have jobs, have a uniform, so that to me would. uh, Well, if you traipse around in your uniform, you deserve to get arrested. A ski mask. If somebody pulls my daughter (laughs) over and says, "Where are you going?" Hey, listen. (laughs) You guys never listen. No, to I'm me. listening to you. I'm, I'm listening. listening. I'm sorry. If somebody pulls my daughter over and says, "Where are you going?" It's eleven o'clock, or it's after eleven o'clock. Mm. She's going to have her work uniform on. Oh yeah, yeah. It's obvious. But if she's driving, how can I mean? You can't enforce a curfew on someone who's driving. What can if you? she stops to get a you know to go to the store? This should not. After this work. should not be a primary pullover cause. No, it shouldn't be. This, no, should, no, this no. should be no, only. No, I wouldn't think this, so. This, this, this should be more. Be, uh, to me, I think it's going to be more more of a if you yeah, know. If you po- show up if, where a group is, if police see a bunch of kids, yeah. that's where they're going to go. Not, we now out. can wade in and. But and, for and, for all the kids out there, here's a tip: if you're not operating a motor vehicle, you don't have to show your ID. So just say no. It's like my my aunt, who's really really All our overweight. Sixteen year old listeners, yeah. incredibly <laughs> Russell, incredibly big woman, and and they would say to the to the gang of youths, as they come up on them on a street corner, the, that they say to my aunt when she's standing on the street corner, they go up with their billy sticks, they go break it up, break it up, break it up, and it's <laughs> <laughs> she never knows what to do. Um, what does it what does this mean to Halloween? This is going to affect Halloween? It means parents are out with their kids. If the cops are arresting people on freaking Halloween. Yeah, that's you know. being pretty brutal, and I hate Halloween. Oh, uh, oh geez. Yeah, I don't know. They, well, I mean, think about the, the, the cell phone law. Can't have the cell yeah. phone in your hand. Sure, sure. Have you, who have you talked to who's been cited or, or arrested or 
You have. I have. Uh, well, except you for yeah, I have. Actually, you have. In Red Bank. You don't count. I know. I, I did. And you're that, barely and a real person. I, I did, and I actually I, I had to get an attorney and get it and get it thrown out. I was pulling That's out. Right. I was pulling out of the convenience store, and I was putting on my seatbelt oh, at the same time. Putting on my seatbelt at the same time, and I had my phone to my ear, and I was pulling out. I hadn't even gotten on the road yet. Blue. I went, oh, Jeff needs come one on, of those man. harness leashes. I said I was people have for their kids. <laughs> I was I was I was I was putting my seatbelt on and I was going to Bluetooth. I was turning my Bluetooth on. I was just basically. You don't know how to, to turn speaker. Bluetooth I on. I do. It's, it, it's, <laughs> right. it's true. A likely story My styles. little boom speaker. Anyway, you know, it we know matter. who you are. Wait, wait, wait. You connect it to a boom speaker in yeah. your car? Yeah, okay. I just carry around a little boom speaker You're everywhere weird. I go. You're well, again, weird. you have to keep in mind, I always have my theme music when I'm moving through the downtown That's streets. That's why I always feel like He's wind the definition and all Hard scrabbled, you know, crime ridden streets of Chattanooga. That's why whenever I call you on your on your car phone, I just feel like. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I, I just I want to slide this in real quick since Jen said we never listened to her. I did get um, a text from a very good mutual friend who actually is one of the loyal opposition, still work in the local media here, and said, Jen, thanks a lot. I had never heard Jeff's dad <laughs> joke that he was trying to tell yesterday, and I thought it was really funny, and you ruined it. So Aww. there. So there. Typical all right. Jen. All right. So real stories coming up here about other things going on. Congressional committee investigating the uh, January 6th assault on the Capitol is stealing itself for its first encounter with the immovable object known as Donald Trump. I'm looking mm. at Politico. How do you all find Politico? Fine, usually. I think yeah. I think I it's, it's, at it. it's 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 wrong on both sides, uh, fairly equally. <laughs> okay. and I, I, I trust yeah. it. Okay, I trust it. Yeah. Uh, it says some aspects of its work are proceeding smoothly. This is the panel held its first closed door, transcribed interviews with willing witnesses, but even as it digs into what exactly happened and at whose behest, this is what the Republicans are hiding is the communication that went on during the Republican GOP leadership that day and how much they knew, how much they had expected, mm -hmm. and what they were saying to each other about possibly letting this group you know, slide on by and, and keep a lookout for this group. That's the stuff they don't want getting out there. And the president, former president, has a fast-approaching deadline to attempt to block the National Archives from releasing records from the White House that would shed light on all of the attempts to overturn the 2020 election results, hmm. it's just going to be um, it's it's going to be a clash of the titans. It's there's fascinating, no, there's no no doubt and about it's, it. It's one of those things where it's it's almost useless to speculate about because like we already know everything there is to be known about it right now. Once the information comes out, it'll be extremely interesting. But right now, it's all just sort of talking head stuff, unfortunately. Um, the uh, kind of a regional thing here. This is W A T E W A T E, and I I think that is Nashville, yeah. and it's just a story on the HBO documentary that is being released. It is called The Way Down. Mm. Now we all remember the story, how it ends, because we were all working together and we talked about what a tragedy it was. It was the founding members of a church who all went down in the lake up in Brentwood. Mm, and yeah. they were called the Remnant Church Fellowship. And there were seven people in the small plane that crashed into the lake and there were no survivors. And the, the entire community was upset. But what I didn't know, I knew that they were church leaders. The church was apparently highly controversial. And The Way Down, the HBO documentary, tells the story of Gwen 
talk about a good name, Shamblin. What a great name. That sounds familiar. Gwen Shamblin Laura, huh. who led the Remnant Church Fellowship, she said, God revealed to me that the key to permanent weight control is a matter of the heart. I remember this, yeah. And uh, she's heard saying in a clip from the documentary, um, you know, that, that, that she was inspired by God, inspired her to start the controversial weight loss program within the church, and then the church kind of fell by the wayside and the weight loss thing became the deal. She became a diet guru, and then they started talking about physical abuse, cult-like practices. Here is a quote from one of the former members. Um, members of the remnant behave like people out of the handsmaid tale or Stepford wives. They mm. want you to be clones of them. It's all about appearances. And they're really struggling with how to present the story, which is going to make them look negative without looking like they're piling on a bunch of dead people. I mean, because they'd already done most of the documentary when they crashed. They said, this is going to be a real tightrope walk. I actually agree with a little bit of what you just said or what she said, which is that weight loss does have to do with the state of your heart. It, you know, for me, it does. If I'm happy, I'm usually thinner. It's weird. Sure, yeah, but I'll, if you're like, you know, a sinner, that doesn't really <laughs> affect your, your your weight gain or loss. Oh, I yeah, think that that's what she's kind of Well, The Handmaid's you know. Tale is one of the most terrifying television <laughs> shows. I know it's an but adaption. It's so of, I know it's a 1980s book, but... Well, uh, someone's never seen Bear in the Big Blue House. And it was made, it was, it was made <laughs> into a full-length movie uh, with... Uh, uh, one of the Redgrave girls uh, years ago, and it, it it is it's highly it is dystopian. It is it the is dystopian. Look, look up the yeah, word dystopian. Good. It said "See Handmaid's Tale." It reminds me of Children of Men, but in reverse. And, I uh, binge watched it recently. Um, it's good. The um, other one. This is. You guys go ahead and go with whatever you got. If you got anything that's burning, 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 burning. Uh, sure. Yeah. So I've got the oil spill. If you want to talk about that, please, for a please, second. please. Yeah. So uh, Governor well, Gavin it's not burning. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Don't say a, that. Give me a match. Yeah. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom uh, actually this morning, according to CBS, declared a state of emergency for Orange County uh, in response to that huge oil spill near Huntington Beach over the weekend. Uh, the county's board of supervisors also declaring a local emergency on Tuesday. Uh, offshore oil, oil rig, that's a tough one to say, leaked at least 126,000 gallons of oil into the Pacific Ocean over the weekend. Uh, they say it's considered the largest oil spill the area has ever seen. Uh, the cause of the spill is under investigation. Cleanup efforts are underway. Of course, it's going to take forever to clean that up. It's going to be worse than Exxon Valdez. Um, but preliminary investigations say that it may have been a boat that accidentally drug its anchor over the pipeline, causing it to burst. It's not complete yet, but that looks to be what they're looking at right now. Bad stuff, man. I, I've got one just a little odd one I, I, I want to throw in here. This is not exactly a, a earth-shattering issue, but it's just interesting to me. We were talking about endangered species, and I was saying how you know it pleased God to put things on this planet. It's not our job to take them off the planet forever mm -hmm. if we can keep from doing it. But this is the this is the way God works. He He's somewhat smarter than we are. And, <laughs> you, and you know, when he, when he has living things at the bottom of the ocean at depths where nothing should survive, living at the, the vents of volcanic, you know, uh, fissures where the heat is beyond comprehension, the pressure is beyond comprehension, and they have acid for blood. And most people have pretty much come to the conclusion that they're probably extraterrestrial, these big worms. 
you know, he's got a lot of things snuck around the corner and, and sort Easter of eggs. hiding. <laughs> yeah, little Easter eggs hiding under the leaves. And one is in the Arizona desert. All of the rain that they recently got out in Arizona, the big monsoon that came through that caused all of the flooding, has brought out these small three-eyed crustaceans, hundreds, thousands of them. They are prehistoric critters, and they can lie and wait in the desert sands for decades in their decades? egg form. Decades in Whoa. their egg form. And at the uh, Wooptaki National Monument, Wooptaki National Monument, these little tadpole-sized creatures called triops, they're described as looking like little mini horseshoe crabs with three eyes, are everywhere. Eggs lie dormant in the desert until enough rainfall falls, create lakes that provide real estate and time for the hatchlings to mature, lay eggs. Triops appearances are so uncommon, tourists had no idea what they were seeing when they were walking around going, what the hell are these things? And they, you pulled out that picture of the worm the other day. Yeah. And, and I, I, I literally had a, a visceral, grotesque reaction. Yeah. I'm not sure that I would want to pick one of those up and put it in my hand. There's yeah. just something just inherently nasty. It, like crawl it looks like it ought to be eggs. coming out of your body, yeah. not going anywhere near your body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And other than that, the only thing I wanted to say was congratulations to Adele fans because they have a new one coming out. And everybody thought she was done. I thought they, she was dead. They, no, they thought she was no. done. You know, her first album was called 19 because... She was 19. Yeah, exactly. And then there was 21 because... She was 21. Yeah. And then, you had and then the she lost all the weight. 25. <laughs> oh, that's 25 right. And then she out. lost all the weight. And then this new one is called 30. Okay. It is uh, the upcoming song is called Easy On Me. And apparently she's taking a page out of Taylor Swift's book. And the entire thing is she's about her, okay. her marriage. Oh, which I thought ended. you were going to say she's re-recording all of her stuff. I want to remind everybody to please um, go to our Kickstarter campaign. It kicked off the same time this show kicked off. On Monday, we got 45 days to raise a certain amount of money. We could use that money to do things like, oh, I don't know, get the voice activation for Siri and Alexa done to make it easier on okay, some people Google. out there. Give okay, me some Google, headphones. all that stuff. Hey, Russell needs some headphones. He's over. He has no idea, you know, what, 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 you know. Kind I was going to say I want to go on vacation. And uh, you know, there's that too. I'm a simple man. <laughs> and actually, and just getting music rights. I mean, I've, I've had a lot Kenny, of people say. What happened to the music you used to play? Yeah. We got we, we got to pay for that because we're no longer affiliated with the radio station. So BMI ASCAP, they want to get paid something. There you go, and that is today's wrap up. We all knew how to play. We understood the deal. We do it every day, and this is how it feels. It backs a wall up. It backs a wall up. It's a word that you just don't hear much anymore. It's a great. That's on a monopoeia, really. Wallop. If you get hit with a with a wallop, I mean that that's that's the that's that's your brain hitting the first part of your head when somebody hits you, and then hitting the back part of your head as you as you spring backwards. Wallop. That's the sound that, it makes. I've always pictured that sound in Looney Tunes that it made when someone was hit with like a two by four and made that <laughs> sound. Uh, everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. An opinion, of course, and other things as well. And some of them stink. Um, and your opinion, it doesn't ever have to jibe with mine. That's totally okay. Uh, everybody's got one. It, we're, it's welcome. It's ev everybody's opinion is welcome. Everybody's feedback is welcome. The sports barn, with its three locations in our town, has been getting and keeping people 
healthier, happier since 1979. They got weight training, personal training, they got spinning. You'll be winning in a comfortable, non-threatening atmosphere. The sports barn. I've been going there for years. I love the sports barn. I, do too. I just love the smell of it. It's a smell of nostalgia, and it makes me feel like I'm doing something better for myself. I'm the glad Hickson to have them. The location is board. wonderful. And I'll, all I'm going to do is this: I have um, a bunch of responses from people, like I said, uh, from various people all over the town and the region and the country. We have, you know, several listeners from outside of you know our city. This one came in, and I, I'm going to read this, and this actually is going to lead to the opinion. I'm going to be brief. Um, this comes from one of my best friends, one of my best high school buddies. We hung out constantly. Uh, he now uh, shares space from Castle Rock, Colorado, and he bought a home down in Carrollton, Georgia. He's been a very successful man. He's a much better business person than me. Um, it says, I, he, he, I, we were talking about this, and he said, I'm interested. And then the more he started actually looking into it, possibly investing it, he's in, into it. He's got some money. He starts thinking about me and and my leanings and my my politics. And we are very different. So he sent me this, and this I, this is going somewhere. Um, man, honestly, I got to tell you, never have been a podcast guy, but that could change. It sounds like you have a real good support team that you brought along with you. It sounds like you should have a good start opportunity. I wish you the best with the new venture. I will have to do some investigating, though, before I get involved. So this Again, he's a good businessman, mm-hmm. and he believes in what he believes in. You would have trouble with him. I overlooked the fact that he is a trophy hunter. We all hunted when we were young. He never stopped, and this is what he lives for. He is a traditional sportsman, and he hunts big game. And, you know, and I have some differences even with that, but I'm not going to begrudge him. He lives out in the wild. I mean, he literally goes horseback and, you know, and he's a tough nut. He goes, um, while I agree with your personal description that you convey to your audience, old fashioned fun, I know there will be other influences that dictate the formats and directions. I'll be listening for truth, fair balance, and very little political correctness. Now, I love my pal, the legendary J.O. Y'all have never heard that before. My dad was hit. My dad's name was Perry Owen Styles, and everybody called him P.O. So before I was El Jefe, I was J.O. Oh, and I didn't really stick. And but but a lot of them called me that because I mean they knew my family, they knew my dad, and so for a lot of people it was the legendary J.O. And will always be there for you. This venture includes a lot of unknowns, uh, meaning individuals I need to learn more about. I don't need to tell you, but this country's in a big mess. I believe that most of it is attributable to defund the police, inflationary spending, higher gas and good prices due to pipeline halting, unemployment due to ridiculous COVID restrictions, horrendous Afghanistan withdrawal debacle resulting in the deaths of innocent folks. This all falls on the responsibility of the current president of this great country. I'll be looking and listening carefully to any media outlet I want to contribute to. I hope you understand my position. I'll always be there for you. And I said, of course, bud, you know, continue to listen. I wasn't really asking you for money. I was just telling you to keep up. Mm -hmm. But here's what I was going to say. My buddy is extremely successful, but I think he is also very much kind of, he, he he is partisan, and he is a staunch believer in what he believes. And this is where I'm going to go with this. I could take any side, and I never completed this thought on our very first show. I said, I think it's a sign of 
to a degree, overall intelligence, but also just being really literate socially and politically and humanly literate to be able to identify the other argument that you don't embrace and be able to take that side. And that was what Cicero, the mother, the, the father of, of modern debate, used to say. And that was when I said Russell, I described Russell yesterday as a cross between William F. Buckley Jr. and Wednesday Adams. I thought that was pretty accurate. Very high compliment. Yeah, and 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 but uh, and and that's just it. And the William F. Buckley Juniors of the world would honor their their opponent's argument before they started taking it apart. So if Chris said, "Take my side," I could argue his side of all these issues, and I think I could do it pretty darn well. Mm -hmm. I could do it effectively. I could change people's minds who started out agreeing with the way I naturally agree. I do not think Chris could do this. I, I, I'm just saying, I, I just, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be detrimental. I'm just saying so many people are so entrenched in their belief system. And I saw this happen. Brian, do you remember he was first called liberal Tim and then he was moderate Tim. Then he kind of just became jackass Tim <laughs> because he just became this real uh, irritating presence. He came down and he wanted to fight our sports guy one time saying, in the which, parking which lot. Which Tim are we talking about Tim here? Price. I'll Tim, just go uh, I mean, he became yes, a public figure by making himself a public See, figure. It's not Tim Boyd. No. It's not Tim Kelly. Tim and Price. He literally right. was out in the parking lot wanting to fight our sports guy because <laughs> of something that got said on the air that day. I tried it with him one time. I said, let's swap sides. Let's swap sides. You argue my side. And he couldn't do no, it. No, the average person can't He do couldn't that. do it. He would just, he would immediately go to cartoon land. He'd go... Well, I'm Nancy Pelosi, and I, I think my poop don't stink, and I like to be the queen of the world. I said, no, come on, do it for real, man, do it for real. He could not. And, you know, you still see his letters to, to the editors, you know, and, and they always are just exactly that. They're yeah, just the popular one-sided, and they don't necessarily give any proof, and he's not going to give an inch. The popular Reddit uh, thread, speak to me like I'm five. Yeah. It yes. doesn't, that doesn't work in that setting. Don't speak <laughs> to me like I'm five in yeah. that setting. My whole, all adults the, here. the whole point of the editorial, everybody's got one, is you should be able to do that. If you're raising your voice in a public conversation and in the public domain and you are taking a side – you really should practice in front of a mirror by yourself. Take a friend who disagrees with you, and y'all swap sides. Do it as a as an exercise. Do it as a as a mental exercise. Like you know, Bruce Dodd talking about you know on his podcast this intentional living. Well, that would be a very intentional exercise, and you would understand more about the other people you were debating mm -hmm. if you ever actually looked at it through their eyes. And I'm going to ask him, I'm going to say, let's do that sometime. And, I, and I'll see. Because, I mean, clearly he lives what he thinks. And mm -hmm. he's not going to, you know, write a check to something that he thinks is going to be taking the country in the wrong direction. But has he really ever put himself in somebody else's shoes like mine? We live in a world of confirmation bias. And mm -hmm. uh, that's whether people realize that that's the terminology that they're looking for. Everybody is looking for confirmation bias. I'm doing research to make sure what I want to believe mm -hmm. yeah, is you, true. Right. Yeah, if you Google like COVID vaccine killing people, you know, you're going to find what you want to find. I, 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 I did the research. Yeah. Nah, no, you didn't, bro. <laughs>
Uh, you're uh, listening, of course, to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show in the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. Uh, they are one of the sponsors of Oktoberfest down at the Chattanooga Market, still going on. And we appreciate you doing that. Don't forget we have Venmo. We have Venmo as well. That's another way. Really, it was kind of set up for advertisers to be able to pay without having to you know, write a physical check or anything like that. But um, you know, if you want to donate a little money, help us out. Please do. We would love to have you. Uh, and since we're, we're going to be skipping a couple of segments today because of the two, kind of two interviews we got coming up, I'm just going to share two more little texts that I got from people yesterday. This one was from um, my sister who has never listened to me. She's Ever? Cheap, no, she's never. I mean, back in the day when you, the signal didn't go that far, mm-hmm. you know, when I first started, she just she never got in the habit. I can identify with this. I have sisters and yeah. family members that have never listened yeah. to a word no, I've they, ever said. They, they, I've been doing this for 20 years, they, guys and gals. They have yeah. no idea really what <laughs> I have what? done for Not my what? entire professional career up here in Chattanooga. <laughs> they just know I'm on the radio us. and they still refer to me as a DJ. But she she she, she <laughs> opened up she opened up the first pilot episode the one where we had a couple of songs in it before we realized that was problematic so just finished the first episode while I soaked my cares away in a hot tub it was awesome Jeff she never says that nice it was so funny so informative so well done your group is great not to mention I got a few moments of Bruno Mars who I love I think it's going to be a huge hit I just know it can't wait to hear the next one Aww. this is from one of the people who are a, a staunch supporter of ours and yes she did her name is Tasha gave us the idea and actually found the little app that can set your phone to be an alarm clock set to our podcast. Said, we're listening to the new show now. Tasha is beside herself that she got credit for the alarm clock app, so I'll give it again. I'm enjoying this more than the evening news ever entertained me, and here's just one other one. Watched a portion of today's show. You guys are hitting on all cylinders. Thank you very much. Very nice. And the duh moment of the day. Duh. This is going to be a pretty easy and quick one. I will give you the source. It's out of Bangor, Maine. I'll also tell you who brings it to you. People's Home Equity, this segment. Don't start your search for a new home until you're pre-approved. That move saves you time, money, stress, and worry. Also, you want a guide to the jungle of today's market, and that's all covered with Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass. 591-9801- chatmortgage.com two T's. Thank you very much. The Bangor Daily News says, don't rake the leaves in your lawn. Oh. This 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 is a, a, a thing that we have ever since the fifties, America has gotten the idea that the lawn is the thing you want when you own property. And the lawn is the worst part about owning property. It's it's the it's the it's a monoculture that doesn't attract any life whatsoever, other than fire ants. And you know, and what we do is we rake up all the leaves in the fall, which should become mulch and then become richer soil. So the indigenous plants which may well know they will look like weeds until they flower. If you would not rake your leaves for three years and just let your lawn go and not put it in that just inane cross-stitch pattern, 
that looks like it's literally artificial turf, yeah. you know, Bermuda grass out there on the green of a, of a golf course, you would end up having a natural wonderland of indigenous wildflowers, things that attracted songbirds, monarch butterflies, gave all kinds of habitat under the leaves, around the leaves, in the, the loamy soil, to all kinds of insects which feed other birds. You would have a, a, a petting zoo on your property instead of having just this carpet of green. And people want to have that carpet of green and it'd be all, you know, equal, you know, hided <laughs> and distant and and soft. So when you walk on it barefoot, you don't step on any sticks or stones or a little spur to get in your toe. Oh my gosh. I mean, how often do you do that? How often do you go, man, I'm going to go run barefoot on the lawn, honey. I'll be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to go sleep on the lawn tonight because it feels so great. So you're saying you don't uh, aerate and overseed in the fall no. and, and put the fescue down in, no, the, in the spring? No, no, no. And it just, I mean, this, this whole article just goes into all, it just says exactly what I said. It just goes into great details. Salamanders, frogs, toads, earthworms, all of these things that basically need this topping on top of them. And, of course, the moths and the butterflies, it's a huge deal, and we're seeing them disappear. Honeybees. Yeah. Honeybees. That's yeah, the worst. That's we're, we're, you're out there mowing down things. You don't want a dandelion? What? A dandelion's pretty. It's a flower. <laughs> yeah, we've kind of been conditioned by, you yeah. know, uh, Grandpa that uh, mowing the lawn. Well, you got to have a good American lawn, son. And you don't have to keep up with the Joneses. As a matter of fact, <laughs> while the Joneses are out there sweating in August. Yeah, I don't know the Joneses. Know, cut, I've never cut, met the Joneses. Yeah, cutting that the lawn. Joneses. And you just go over and just take your little tripod chair and sit back and go, ah, look at all the wildlife yeah, but that's and the, when the beautiful Joneses, flowers I got. That's when the Joneses complain about you to the... Uh, the, the, homeowners the, the neighborhood association. I live in Rossville. Yeah. You think we have an HOA? Yeah, that's when <laughs> that's when the Joneses disappear in the middle of the night, <laughs> and there's three freshly dug mounds of dirt Why out the there in their carefully come to mind? kept. And we still can't find yard. Brian Laundry, damn it! <laughs> and then there was one Jones. So leave your yard alone. No chemicals. None of the sides, pesticides, uh, herbicides, <laughs> homicides, and all the runoff and all that stuff. That's crazy. Uh, so appreciate you guys uh, staying tuned and listening to us. It is the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Pimp's Corner. Pimp Jen. We're going to keep them short and sweet today because of our guests coming up in just a second. I've just got a couple. Yays, hoorays, and booze to use. I have a yay for you, Jeff. This is a surprise if you don't already know it. Game of Thrones has announced a prequel. Yep. Oh. You already know? Yep. Called mm. House of the Dragon. God, we got to do this again. 200 years into the future. <laughs> to be released on HBO Max in 2022. So, yay for all you Game of Thrones uh, nerds. Prequel. I'm excited. Yeah. 200 um, years before the... It'll start with the Targaryens. That's like, right. Cool, the Mad King and all that yeah. stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's it. All right. I watched the show. It was okay, but I, the, the I hype could not me get crazy. into it. Hey, Foundation is great, y'all. Oh, is it? Isaac Asimov's Foundation is the next best thing to Game of Thrones. Nice. It's huge. Huge it. sweeping story. I started uh, a Squid Game. It's pretty good, too. Well, one hour of, of watching this, and you go through centuries. 
I have saw, and, and worlds that are just be Isaac Asimov was so brilliant. Go ahead. I saw this uh, a story about Squid. What is it? Squid Game. What is that? It looks bizarre. Uh, it's kind of like it's a, Korean, right? Yeah, it's a Korean yeah. show. It, it's a, it's kind of like Battle Royale. Is it not, a game or is it a show no, about a, a game? It's a TV show about a twisted game that people are are speaking of dystopian, into. right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little disturbing sounding. But a bunch of guys I was working with talking about this Korean show with overdubs, and I was like, I just couldn't help but say. What the hell are y'all talking about? A yeah. Korean show? Y'all are like 23 years old. You want? <laughs> and they told me all about it. And I was like, actually, that sounds a little interesting. It I is, doubt so. I'll watch it, but. it's good. You probably yeah. like it, Brian. All My right. girlfriend lived in Korea for like three years, so I'm a little bit used to. So you speak the language? You no. Know, no. She doesn't either. Congrats to all the best of the best winners. That's a huge yay. yay. Um, according to the Rolling Stone magazine, you can now consume, cultivate non-commercial psychedelics without arrest. If you live in Seattle, no. How do you, you feel about that? I yeah, I'm fine with it. I have no I'm problem with it. I'm fine with it. Again, I think it's if, great. It, if it if it grows out of the ground, there shouldn't be anybody's business. No. I agree with that. If no, I want to yeah. grow it in well, my ground and stuff... my un my unkempt lawn, <laughs> then that's that's my victory garden. Leave me alone. Now, if I'm dosing no, on it, shrooms it, and I'm driving around the neighborhood, then you've got an that's issue. That's I get that. But and most of the stuff we're buying, uh, you know, on the outskirts of Bonnaroo didn't grow in somebody's yard. <laughs> yeah, I know. But all the same, yes. Well, you can buy San Pedro cactus on ebay i mean come on sure. i had one you want to get high you're gonna get high. i had yeah, a san exactly. pedro cactus when i lived at the bread factory and i had my little stoop out there you know just where i had my rocking chair and a couple of little things and people tried to decorate it but it was still it was outdoors and it was out there on the edge of the hood and i had you know a couple of things that went missing that's you know or, or might have had some value on the street and i had a san pedro cactus that was at least five feet tall Ooh, and they then wow. they grow in big segments like cucumbers and you can take one and just put it in a, a, pot, a pot of dirt and it'll start growing little sprouts and and somebody stole it oh, and i no. guarantee you they stole it just simply because it was a cactus and it was in a good looking container they had no idea it was hallucinogenic and it's legal. <laughs> they, they, never some they never got around. They never got around to making the actual cactus illegal. So anyway, yeah. somebody got one out there. Yeah. One more. One more big yay. Um, families in Chattanooga are going to be getting twenty five percent above pre pandemic levels in their SNAP benefits. Do you know what that is? Of course. SNAP yes. benefits, supplemental nutritional assistance program, uh, which is about thirty six extra dollars per person. This year. That's money. That's fantastic. Cool. I wish I, I had $36 I, in my pocket right all now. All of a sudden, really. they started sending me these cards. I didn't have to apply for it, but because I have a daughter in public school, they send me money. I spent my last $4 it's, on it's this. awesome. Starbucks Frappuccino Vanilla Extravaganza Milkshake. Thank you, you very here. much. That's and expensive. one last quick thing. This is just interesting. Mick Jagger walked into a bar recently in North Carolina. He bought I a drink. He walked up to the bar. He bought a drink. He walked back outside, stood alone, unrecognized, went completely unrecognized. And then the tape, we found out later that the kids at the table sitting next to where he was standing mm -hmm. actually had tickets to his show 
Oh, that, that and they didn't night. know who he was. Nobody well, knew who I he was. I have seen that happen. I've and seen the, that happen yeah. before. Yeah. I've seen the stars walk through the crowd. <laughs> Who's that 75-year-old guy who yeah, walked into exactly. the bar? Yeah. Robert, Robert Plant here yeah, in Robert town, one, yeah. you know, got away with no. it for, for, for days. Robert Plant is so recognizable. No, no, uh-huh. no. He, he, he put on a baseball cap and glasses and got his ARP discount at the, you know, at the, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the cafe, the city cafe downtown and whatever hotel he was staying in he went to target he went to he went to the aquarium and i've seen that happen several times at bonnaroo when they're not on stage and wearing an outfit and they just look like regular dudes they're just hanging out at the pool and also you go hey that's the guitars for widespread panic that i came to see uh it's true by the way pimp's corner brought to you by chattanooga safety products on highway 58 next to the hungry house speaking of places to eat around here the legendary hungry house on 58 all your industrial safety footwear and ppe needs safety begins at your feet at chattanooga safety products and uh, russell stroud jen lambert pimp jen brian stone and russell the love muscle russell stroud this is his part of the show again keeping it kind of short today but he's going to flex that muscle go ahead and flex russell all right well in addition to 3d printed guns one of my favorite topics the people's defense force of myanmar which is allied with the pro-democracy national unity government against the military junta is also using guerrilla tactics to take out military infrastructure a photo shown on social media from the region showed a cell phone tower in flames. The PDF, which is a great acronym, the PDF is targeting towers owned by Mitel, which is a corporation owned in partnership with the military and the Vietnamese company called Vietel. Uh, We have a modern, very, very hot, very high-tech civil war going on right now in Southeast Asia, and most Americans barely know it's happening. And Russell flexing his muscle, that's a thats a short. It was one of the short muscles, not the long muscles. <laughs> yeah, was, well, uh, brought to you by an anonymous donor <laughs> who's chosen to invest in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, but has given his time over to local organizations, Habitat for Humanity, Chattanooga Girls Rock, and A Step Ahead. Now, that is the very definition when we say Chattacentric. That's what we mean. And I'll go ahead and get a plug in to the other Chattacentric folks around here that are doing podcasts. Uh, Day Fire, Dawson Wheeler, excellent outdoor adventure podcast during the break. Clint Powell covers everything under the sun. Stone on air, whatever's on Brian's mind at the time is what he's going to go off on. I know him. People of Chattanooga, just interesting folks. And not the kind of conversation with them you might think. Uh, the host actually just gets people in there that you've heard of, that you know, and just starts talking about regular stuff. It's, I guess it's kind of like the Red Table. Only it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought your uh, your interview was very charming, and he was great. He's very self-deprecating, though. Oh, he is. Which I, I, it's humbling. You know, it's it's kind of quaint. It's cute. Well, when somebody's self-deprecating, that, it just means I don't have to put them down. That, that's just easier <laughs> for me. Saves you the time. The What Podcast, of course, Gary and Tide, our buddies, you know, do theirs as well. Of course, my own Rockyology and Storyvilles are still archived at fredpodcast.com and yes, jeffstylesamerica.com and mm-hmm. oh, there's uh, almost 200 of those puppies yeah. out there okay all right we're not doing regional roundup we're not doing shotgun shout outs we're not doing mountains looking at each other because we're going to make some time right now for the deep dive 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 And the deep dive today, a live interview with my friend Joe Smith. He is a school board member. And Joe, very glad to have you, sir. 
good to see you guys on this rainy morning. I know. And I mean, he, he walked in. We were already underway and going. And he, I, I called him last night out of the blue. I said, can you do this? He had no idea what he was walking into. Yeah, <laughs> I I here here he is. He, here he is. Seeing you guys, it's worth the trip. Good, oh, good, thank good. You. Well, man, uh, it's it's nice to have you. I wanted two things. Um, I, I did see you on local TV earlier this week, and you were talking about the superintendent search. And we, anybody listening to this show knows that, you know, we lost our Hamilton County school superintendent. For many people, that was a big shock and a surprise. We thought we had bought him for a long time, and I'm sure he had underlying motivations and reasons for doing what he did. He's still going to be in our neck of the woods, but he gave a very short notice and so we've got to find a superintendent you were saying something and you and i have both been through this rodeo before when it's the chief of police or the superintendent there's always a group of people jumping up and down and go we got to do a global search we got to do a universal search a galactic wide search we got to throw the net far and wide and we got to talk to everybody and sometimes you're just like going what about dude who's been working here all his life you know i'm thinking like don loftus who stepped in and did, a, I thought, a really good job, and he understood the local situation. Why do we always have to do a big search if we got people who are capable and willing and ready to do the job? What does that say about Chattanooga? What does that say? That we Every, don't think our people are good that's enough? That's right. We're, uh, apparently, we don't do a good job here in Hamilton County, in Chattanooga, of training up our leadership. You know, I think of the chamber in River City, and you referenced the chattanooga police department we got to do this big national search so does that mean that we're not doing a good job of training our own people that's concerning to me yeah now so, if we saw a pattern of like you know necronism and it was like handed down from person right, to person right. because they all felt the same way about certain topics there might be an issue but i don't think that's it you're just looking for the best person for the job who cares if there's an r and a d nest to their name they'd be right for the gig no question and you know dr johnson did a great job some yes, great things happened in hamilton county yeah. but jeff we still got a lot of work to do and we're headed in on the right trajectory so why not identify somebody if they're available and they're out there and i happen to think they are to come right in and keep us on this same strategic path that we're on because it's working what kind of timetable are we looking at? And do you have anybody else on the school board actually on your side right now? There, there are. There's, there's several of us. I don't know if we're the majority. Remember, you always got to count to five. Yes. <laughs> and so there's some. Some of my peers want to do this global search that you referenced, and that's their opinion, and I respect that. But I want to make sure that we take a really good deep dive, like you're doing mm -hmm. right now into any internal candidates yeah. and i believe there is one or two that are qualified have demonstrated competency they've got deep roots in this community we got to take a good look at those folks in my opinion i i, I I'll, I'll shift institutions just a little bit and i'm not going to keep you just a second or two more but you know i remember when erlanger was going through another ceo search they had one poor guy irv overton who got plugged into the interim, you know, director spot, not once, not twice, but I think thrice. Three times. And 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 kept things going. I went, why don't they just give the guy the job, Hire for God's sake? Yeah. Uh, so right. so I, I, I just I always wonder about that. And 
does I will ask this question does the R and the D come up does partisanship come up because I heard one of the county commissioners who I admire greatly the other day Warren Mackey and he said this kind of as, as an aside about another county commissioner who I admire greatly I will not name him because I don't want to start an issue but he goes he told me I wish I could vote for the best person but he's in the wrong party oh my god I can't believe he said that out loud. Yeah. I'm not going to vote for the person that's right for the job because he doesn't have an R next to his name. Does and, that come and You know, play? that's heartbreaking. I, you know, the schools of all institutions ought to be nonpartisan. Yeah. The R and the D absolutely shouldn't matter. We ought to be in the business of doing the best we can to educate our children, regardless of your political affiliation. But let me say this, Jeff. I won't forget the day that Dr. Johnson asked me to come by his office and shared with me uh, that he was going to resign. And, it, you know, it was. it was a, Nobody saw that coming. And, you know, he did a great job. But here's what he said to me. He said, Joe, he said, they have wore me out. And I said, well, Dr. You can Johnson, see it. I said, who yeah. is they? And he never would tell me who they was. Now, unfortunately, being a superintendent of a school system our size, you got to be political. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a political position. But we can't push that person, whether it be male or female, to an R or to a D. Let's keep in mind, we're in the business of educating children. Sure. And they're not looking at that. And uh, before we get Brian too contorted up over there and he seizes up in that position for the rest of his life because he's, <laughs> he's having to sort of just shrink a little bit to get Joe in here. <laughs> and I, I want to ask you very quickly about the curfew. Now, you have been working with youth. Get, give a plug to your organization and your movement that you've been working with for years with youth in this area. Well, you know, I was with the YMCA, the YCAP yeah. program for 25 years. My young son is taking that over. He's a lot smarter than his daddy, and he's just doing amazing things. I tried to retire, Jeff, and I did for about a year and a half, played hard, lived on my boat, had a great time, but I was ready to go back to work. So in 2018, I took over as director of prison prevention ministries. We do a lot of work at Silverdale, local jails, Walker State Prison. We also have a program called End Zone that deals with children who have say, a parent or some cases two parents. Your focus has been on juveniles That's from day correct. one. Though. You know, my wife and I have two kids of our own. We've raised 19 foster kids. Kids oh, wow. are my life. Wow. And let me tell you. Take this and jab it in my eye, please. <laughs> this, what a wonderful thing that, to do. That's why I have all this white hair. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, kids being out, if they're out past midnight, they're up to no good. Something, <laughs> something's wrong here. Our boy Wally Wachowski said the wisest <laughs> thing ever one day. He goes, nothing good happens after 1 a.m. Well, if you're on the surprise. street after 1 a.m., nothing good is going to happen. That's you might get a good story, right. but anything you do after 1 a.m. is going to be hard to explain to somebody that's a, that's absolutely so but right. the curfew the way they've got it broken down with 18 and 16 and all the rest of the stuff it seems reasonable do you think it's enforceable i don't see how in the world they can enforce that i mean we've got people shooting one another and we're worried about maybe a child staying out and we're going to tell late. them to go home at 11 they're going to listen know, to us uh, yeah so uh children need to be home parents need to be responsible and know every minute where their child is at 
nothing happens good late at night so it, it falls on the responsibility of the parent not the police department i'm going to let you go let me just ask you i mean time frame as far as the superintendent search where are we what happens next well, and can people actually get input now Absolutely. You can go to the website, the HCD website, and we want to hear from the community in regards to what they would like to see in a superintendent. We want to hear that. But, Jeff, doing this global national search takes months and months and months. I don't think we need to do that. We as a board have said we'd like to have somebody in place by January the 1st. Now, that's a pretty aggressive Mm -hmm. timeline. Optimistic. But we think that we can do that. And I especially think that we can do that if we're real honest with ourselves and look within our system because I think we have somebody there that's ready to go. Well, Joe, I'd get up and go shake your hand, but we got to keep on talking while you guys shift around over there, and, and Brian's going to creak on up back up to his full height here in a second. <laughs> and I'll tell everybody that this has been brought to you, The Deep Dive, by RC2 Realty Solutions. Add the .com, and you've got all you need to deal with that distressed property you've been saddled with. Robin Ring, Robin with a Y, just like Styles with a Y, uh, will help you sell, renovate, Maybe you want to buy, invest, talk to Robin at rc2realtysolutions.com. rc2realtysolutions.com. Don't worry, a little extra Warren Zevon never hurt anybody's day. Never hurt anybody's day. Live all, radio. All opinions, disagreements, other sides, additional info, anything you want to add to the show. How do they get in touch with you, Jen? And 635-3557 or email me at Chattanooga Drive-In Show at gmail.com. There you go. It's all it's okay. okay. We just, we just, <laughs> this, this was the first time. This was the first. Brian, he, we, we did the show for Monday. We did the show for Tuesday. And here we are. He has just barely gotten his bearings. And I'm throwing him live interviews and people sliding in and sliding yeah, out and taking his seat. changing everything around. And yeah. Very right. sensitive uh, buttons. <laughs> over Brian, there. you're doing a great job. It's all fine. <clears throat> and, it's, and it sounds like anything we would normally do, yeah, to sure. be totally frank. <laughs> and, and, and the top of the pops is, is, ain't going to take long at all. I'm tell you right now. I mean, it's the thing that's the top of the mind for all of us. And it's the curfew. I mean, that's I, yeah, how are you going to enforce it? We've already said it. That, that puts so much power and unwanted, I guarantee you, responsibility in the hands of the officers. They see a situation. Well, if they're going to react to the situation, there's already something to react to. Yeah. I guess it gives them a tool. And they say, let me see your ID. I don't have a driver's license. How old are you, son? Well, I'm so tired. Why don't you have a driver's license? And they, you know, okay, you need to be home. You need to be What's your What's your home phone number right now? That might work. Sure. Somebody who's 18 who's out gangbanging, and they walk up on him. He's they're just they're not going to be able to make uh, hide or hair or heads or tails out of that. It's just not going to happen. Just not going to happen. You know, I just think this I is agree. asking for possibly conflict, but certainly confusion on the streets. I don't know yeah. what else you do. We want to stop the violence, but curfews are just. They're notoriously ineffective. But it's worth having on the books. I mean, it's worth having there to at least have a legal precedent if there is a reason to go that direction. Sure. Just and like it's the, also the parents' responsibility and if something and happens pa- and most parents, the parents will pay the price for it. 
Most well, parents from my generation are suck. And there you go. There's the blaming parents <laughs> thing, Meaning which the parents I have that are real, my age. I have a real the issue. Parents will be charged. I have an issue Good. with the blaming parents thing. And it's not and it's I was a terrible kid. If my parents had been God, blamed for all the stuff that I did, I mean, they would have disowned me a long time ago. They might still be in jail. My kids were saints in comparison. I didn't deserve it, but I just don't I don't believe that after a certain age, I think we all know by the time a kid hits 13 or 14, when they leave the house, you better have done your job as a parent because they're not hearing your voice in their ears anymore. Nope. They're reacting to their peers and friends. Yeah, that's and true. that that's who's going to be directing their actions. I think it's yeah. going to be tacked on, kind of like resisting arrest. Think of it framed like that. We'll see. So it's time for outside looking in. Yes, it is. And this segment um, is basically produced by my friend Jeff Greenspan, who uh, runs the Carpetbaggers comedy show at the Bode every first and third Friday night. This comic that we're about to hear is fantastic. I met him last Friday. His name is Jack Finnegan. He's from New York City. Hilarious. If you want to find him, look at him. Look him up um, on Instagram at J Finnegan Comedy. And do this for me too. Let me just slide this. We talked about podcasts. There's a new podcast, and I mentioned it once already. Is when we kind of name dropped it. All about being better versions of ourselves, sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures. So Bruce Dodd. Uh, join him as he walks through learning to be intentional with our money, time, thoughts, and relationships, theintentionallivingproject.com. And I can tell you that as as this outside looking in, an outsider to our city, looking at our city through their perspective, he's describing me and Everybody. Russell to and a me. T he's today. He's describing all yes. men here. He's making fun of all <laughs> of us. It's really confusing for me when I'm visiting down here because you just see so many couples where it'll just be like the most gorgeous woman you've ever seen and then just some, some dude in sandals, you know, just some dude just toes out, hit in the town. And it's weird because coming from New York, no one wears sandals. It's a dirty city. You can't, when I see a guy in sandals, I'm like, oh, you're strange and I need to avoid you. And here it seems like they're the kings and women love it. Like it's these just just beautiful Nordic ancestors who are dressed beautifully with men who are not dressed beautifully. Just d dudes when they leave their house who are like, hey, where's, where's the oldest baseball cap I have? Where's the one that's frayed on every edge that, is, that a baseball cap has? I think I'll wear that. I think I'll wear some cargo shorts that I can, that have a lot of pockets I'm not gonna fill. And then I'll just wear some sandals with my, the hairs on the top of my feet just out for all the strangers to see. And women seem to love it. And it's just very, it's just very confusing to me. Now, this, I mean, it's, I, it's, we're, we're all looking at our feet. I, mean, I have shoes on, but I would, we're, yeah. We're, we're all, me and My Russell, Burks are at home. Russell's feet are hairier than mine. He looks like a hobbit. <laughs> but I mean, he, 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 he ain't lying. Rebecca's always dressed no matter where we go. She's always got something nice on her hair's all. And I come in looking like a scarecrow. I'm wearing, I mean, I know my friends look at me and go, dude, you know you're going into society, right? Why are you wearing that wife beater from 1977, that threadbare thing? We just don't care. We figure our women love us for us. This is um, Explore More. Normally, Explore More will be a full-length interview at the end of 
the show, at the end of the Chattanooga Driving Show. But this one with Barry Quarter is special because we got two different things we want to talk to him about. A, he does the What podcast with Brad Steiner about Bonnaroo. How do you do a podcast about an event that hadn't happened in two years? And he works for the Times Free Press, and they're going all digital, which has got everybody all up in arms. So uh, this one in particular, interview with Barry Quarter, Explore More, made possible by the kindness, concern, and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. Gary Thurman handles all the money my wife and I have invested, and I trust him completely. 710-9199, 710-9199. And this is the part of the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, the show itself the proper show sort of wraps up and then we have a full-length interview called explore more used to do this this was another podcast that i did uh focused on outdoor adventure in our area and now we're just focused on exploring more and my guest today our guest today is barry quarter from the times free press long time friend of mine and entertainment writer for the paper of record here in town and also one of the hosts of the what podcast which is completely and utterly based on the bonnaroo festival Barry? It's excellent. Yeah, good Thank to you. see you. Good to see you guys. Congrats on the podcast. First of all, oh, you guys you. recently got a huge boost by being picked up by a, a, a syndicate, essentially. Yeah, they were called Consequence of Sound at the time, and, and within a week or two of uh, them reaching out to us, they're just now Consequence. Uh, um, so um, along those lines, just one little minor correction, it started out as a as a podcast just about Bonnaroo, but because of that, we've expanded because well, sure. uh, we have to do one every week. Yeah, and as I've said, and we've all said, we are the world's oldest, longest running, most listened to podcast about an event that hasn't happened in two and a half years. <laughs> That's where there are two reasons Barry is here today. Let's let's touch on the other, and we'll come back to that. And I know there's only so much you can talk about, but we're all disturbed at the least, if not just plain heartbroken, about the news from the Times Free Press that it will go all digital. It'll follow so many other grand old papers. And I guess summer of next year, it will just be actually printed in paper form. The thing that I use all the time in my shows for 30 years on Sundays. That's right. And it'll be digital other than that. And so, I mean, just say what you can. Uh, well, I can say what I've been, I've been hearing all week. Um, two things one is end of an era sad to see it go and i'm definitely in that camp i read it every single day chattanooga time. times y'all precedes the new york times keep that in mind yeah adolph ox uh, founded both founded ours first or founded the times first um but i read it every day the same time the same way the same routine sports section first and then i work backwards um but then i've heard a lot of people this week say they're excited about it they're looking forward to the the um, having an ipad um, and part of that, I think, well, one, they've already sort of switched. They're used to reading things on their, you know, phone or computer. Or they generally seem happy that it seems like we're trying to stay alive. I saw the letter <laughs> to the editor that was saying exactly that. Congratulations. That was from Steve Ray, as a matter yep. of fact, to the Times Free Press for keeping up with the Times and keeping it alive. Right. He didn't really go into any detail, but then I, I know it's got to be a huge demographic challenge. I went yesterday to South Pittsburgh to see Bob and Cheryl uh, Kellerman of Lodge Manufacturing. Love it. This, of course, the podcast coming from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio uh, this morning. What was the line I had earlier? 
God cooked with cast iron, you should too. Maybe they'll pick that up and run with it. Um, but the three of us are sitting there, we're all of a certain age, and we're like going, but I, I don't know what to do without the paper in the morning. Right. I want to hold it in my hands, I'm tactile. And you know, and, and, and Miss Kellerman said, I've never read anything on Kindle. I don't even yeah, know how no. to do that. It's Kindle, Kindle. Huh? Whatever. Kindle, Kindle. I, so let me get this straight. So people that have uh, a subscription, to the actual paper will now be given an iPad That's from correct. the paper? That's correct. That's pretty special, actually. Now, the publisher, Walter Hussman, had a paper in Arkansas, and they've already done this, right? How did that rollout work? Well, that's they did it there first. That was the idea. They were going to do it there first and, and then bring it here. Uh, now, the, the difference, maybe, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette is a statewide paper. Mm-hmm. So his delivery cost, you know, to print it and then get it to the four corners was pretty, pretty extensive. Um, but he's, they think I, I read where they've kept 70% of mm. the people that they had. And the, the idea, you know, is get the cost stable and then build it and hi- keep hiring people. As far as I know, there is no plan to reduce staff or, I mean, newsroom staff. Well, Obviously, the we're not going to have delivery over years. and that kind of stuff. Uh, we, we saw a lot of attrition. Right, sure. So, I, you know, I'm in a – I don't know enough to say it's great or, or what, but all I know is I still have a job. Your gig is safe for right now. For right, right now. Gonna, what are they doing with the printing press itself? Are they going to keep that and use kind of as a museum? Sunday no, paper? that's a good question. Oh, Sunday paper, sure. The Sunday paper, but we also print other things here in town. Right. So um, I, I – I asked that question and I, I don't know the answer yet, um, but we do have other jobs that that they do. So it's I don't think it will sit inactive six days a week right. and then they'll flip the switch. Are they kind of a simplistic. It's too ma- tough to keep it going to do that. Okay. Simple-minded yeah. question, but I mean, did you still call it a paper? <laughs> I don't know. It's like an album. I'm still calling yeah, it an album. I, 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 I still say album. It's still an album to me. You know, it always will be album record, uh, even if it's on a CD right, or you know MP3. Um, well, it's just intriguing to me, and, and as I understand, too, the iPads, they're, they're not going to be giving you a computer that you can use for anything. Yeah, it's, it's an iPad you can use for anything. Okay, they are. Yeah, it's I was a tablet. Thinking, I, was thinking, I was just assuming it would just be, you can use this to open up the paper. No, um, that would be dumb. No, well, it, I mean, I, I'm, well, I don't know. One thing that I don't know the answer to, and I wish I had gotten it today before I came on, is I think if you subscribe, you get the iPad, and then you can read it that way. I don't think if you're a non-subscriber, you can read the same paper on your phone like you can now. I can't. As a non-subscriber, well, I, I mean, cannot. you can get you I get ten open. a month or whatever. Well, yeah, something like that. I, and I don't know how that works. If I go to the, if I got on my phone right now and and went to Chattanooga Times Free Press, it would pull up the front page, and I would be able to read the front page. But as soon as I start scanning right, right. it you will say give me some money and right. that's what and i you know me know <laughs> I, that's a no yeah <laughs> but i will change that so because we should i have all to have the subscribe paper. right now yeah so that we get the ipad well there's there's different levels of of uh subscriptions to the to the paper introductory to just look online sure. through like just scan through today's paper i pay a few bucks right now on the introductory uh rate my understanding the little i read just from from the tfp was this was for the full at home right. seven day a week uh, uh, delivery digital. So the, the the highest tier price that you guys have 
I'm guessing there's got to be some kind of uh, two year minimum or something. Like, I mean, yeah, you I can't just know. you can't just get. I can't imagine you they would allow to where you can get a subscription for a month, get your free iPad, and, and scam them out of here. You know, yeah, and, and no, change the billing cycle or something. I do know it's not yours to keep. When when the subscription oh, really? ends, wow. no. When the subscription ends, we're coming back and getting it. So it's like a library. You're yeah. checking it out as long as you're using yeah, the product. We, you're we, reading the book. We'll shut it off, and we're going to come get it. Huh? Yes. Wow. Okay. This that's a that's talk about a brave new concept. Yeah. I mean that's that's now, that's interesting. Somebody else did ask, what if you live in like Seattle and you subscribe? Are we going to come, come to Seattle? Are y'all going to come up to, to Lewis Chapel Mountain out to the boondocks and get my, and pry it from my cold, yeah. dead hands? It'll be, you know? it'll be Johnny Vass coming up there to get it, and, and you better give it to him. Uh, just don't send Chris. I, I don't want Chris mad at me. Yeah. Straight razor toad um, woman. Um, so yeah, we're, when you subscribe, we're going to bring you an iPad and train you how to use it. All right. Well, all right. if you unsubscribe, we're going to come get it. One more on this. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. This isn't really no, you're the reason not. I told I'll you to come what in. I can answer. I, I, the, uh, uh, the cause and effect, this is what I've already discovered just literally from living in the boondocks. Nobody in Sequatchie Valley carries the paper except for Sunday. Nobody. And there are very few places in Soddy Daisy on the other side of the mountain carries anything but the Sunday paper and, and it bothers me I, I've, I've literally gone to every CVS every Walgreens every convenience store and I know on both sides of my mountain where I can find a newspaper on a daily basis and it has shrunk down to a remarkably small number and I know that there was some issue with carriers so yeah. what came first was it the fact that people were just bailing on the daily paper or was it a carrier centric cause or was this are you guys have you guys already kind of been implementing this focus on sunday idea from the beginning no i can answer it backwards I, no uh, i think it's combination of both i think the uh, carriers became a problem newsprint became expensive and so in order to cut those costs they started looking at areas where we you know have good numbers versus don't have good numbers and if the numbers weren't good we would shrink it down uh, if that, no, I, it's not just Saudi Daisy. I've been complaining about this for probably a year. Sure. Places in East Ridge and sure. on my route to where I'm going, I'm trying to find a damn paper. I can't sure. find one. Oh, it's very frustrating. I, 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 I complain. I mean, when I go into a store, I, I literally, we were talking about shelf space earlier. I was going to bring up just one. I actually went to Food City, the one nearest me, and I said, would y'all please start carrying Herdez salsa? It's my favorite salsa. And guess what? They did it based on one request and so i thought hey what what the power of the consumer so i mean i, I go in and I'll, I'll i'll say who's the manager of the store would y'all please carry the damn paper yeah i mean don't you want educated people coming in your store maybe you don't maybe you want them to be <laughs> stupid i don't know yeah but anyway well man thank you for just at least addressing it i sure. i hate to see it go i'll be interested to see how this whole thing works back to the podcast the what podcast named after the what stage the main stage of bonnaroo and um, you guys launched it, and it just immediately took off. I think you were all surprised. You and, and your buddy Brad were probably no taken aback at the remarkable popularity of doing something so esoteric, yeah. you would think sort of targeted, right. and to be able to go year-round. But, yeah, exactly. As you said, it's been canceled two years in a row. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Well, it, the the uh, that answer 
is the answer to why we, we're still doing it. And when it canceled this year, especially, and not just us, there are two other podcasts that I know of about it. And uh, what we found is that the Bonnaroo experience is a communal experience that is nationwide. Brian goes every year. He's in Camp Nut Butter with me. It's my tribe. Uh, it, it's my tribe, too. Yeah. You know, we... Uh, I guess when we started it, we thought we had kind of a thing. You know, we didn't really realize that there were thousands of people who had, who had the same thing. experience. Yeah. And when this thing canceled t uh, two weeks ago, um, people were already traveling. They were already in Nashville or on their way. Uh, there were people in Chattanooga. All these other events sprung up. Yes. Uh, we did mini ruse. A, mini ruse. Uh, I mean, there were some were big, some were small. We did a podcast that day, that next day, uh, and had people from Indiana that heard about it and came. It was down at the Moxie. Uh, they showed up and just hung out because you know they've listened to the podcast. I know my boys and Big Something did one in Nashville. Big Something did with um, um, oh Phoebe was it Phoebe Bridger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the there were two in the in the Manchester area. Uh, the council person up there, a guy named Ryan French, reached out to. Well, there's a thing called Camp Redaroo. Uh, there was a bit they had a beer exchange that started. Was it four years ago, Brian? You remember five? Six? Uh, it's at least three or four or five years. Yeah, it's gotten some, pretty big. Some guy brought a those little plastic kiddie pools. Mm -hmm put it out and put beer in it said take one leave it's one. like a take a penny leave a huh. penny kind of yeah. thing yeah and uh they were expecting well 1500 people last year this year they were expecting a thousand pontoon brewing brewed two specialty beers just for it for the kiddie pool <laughs> well it's that much for bigger the much they were going to have a band spicy pie was going to sponsor it well when it got canceled ryan french the council person reached out to one of the redaroo guys and said what can we do Within 24 hours, they had set up a mini festival called the Other Fest mm -hmm. um, at two of the bars up there. Had reached out to Andy Frasco and several other bands who said, "We don't have anything booked." That I mean, you know, well, you know, I, that's what I, I kept telling people who were disappointed. I said, "Go to Nashville, get a room." and start looking around because half the bands were yeah. already in town and they're gonna play if you give them an opportunity yeah. you know harvest fest down in lafayette uh, down at cherokee farms got blown out by hurricane ike all the bands were there and the people who had showed up the next day it was sunny just like it was after yeah. this you know huge frontal passage and as many bands as were there just sat around the campfires and played, and they called it Cancel Fest. Yeah. And if you were there, that's a bragging right. It yeah. Really is. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, you know, rather than turn around and go home, people just made the best of it, and it was, uh, it was really cool to see. Brian and I talked last uh, podcast. We were just talking about the, the rules on cancellation have changed dramatically since last year because of COVID. And where I was, you know, going to go to the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival this year, we, me and Rebecca got tickets. They canceled at 61 days. At 60 days, they would have had to pay the bands 50% right. of what they owed them. At 61 days, they only had to pay 20%. So there's a reason for that timing. People say, wow, that was awfully early to make that call. But in Bonnaroo's case, that, that boat had sailed 
that opportunity was done and so the only option they had they couldn't do a, a shrunk down version of Bonnaroo because then they wouldn't be able to apply for the catastrophic it was God's right. fault insurance force majeure yeah um, yeah COVID was out they couldn't cancel for that the rain actually helped them and I also understand that force majeure rules have been rewritten so that now some of the bands and the vendors are even on the hook for some of the money so wow uh, yeah it's, a, it's an entirely different universe uh, as far as that goes um, but and I, I think Brian you've seen the same pictures I have they needed to cancel they that really thing. did it would have oh been no yeah. horrible. no that's, yeah. that's, it was a swamp that's I mean, the it was difference I mean, I, we've all been there on dry yeah. dried weekends yeah. oh, right and you get dust storms you got to deal with it I mean it this is not for the faint of heart this is a camping festival that requires some stamina and some endurance if it's muddy you have lakes and they don't drain readily where where yeah. the, the property down at Coolidge Park runs right off into the river on the farm they're bowls they're bowls yeah and then you got 80, clay bottoms and you got 80,000 people walking through it yeah and if you've ever seen a mud puddle with with car tires or yes. people it gets bigger and bigger and bigger That's and right. pretty soon and then you remember it was a cow pasture because <laughs> <laughs> there's another yeah. layer that comes into play yeah, which right. is the odor of uh, right. you know 14 feet under so you know. they i think you know they canceled on tuesday and i heard on thursday they had like 90 cars of the vendors and volunteers that were stuck axle deep wow. that they were still trying to get were you out. already up there no no fortunately that's the other thing that that's the other thing that i've learned from this podcast is we're an hour away right. so in my mind it's you know I, I hadn't even bought groceries oh my gosh we did no, I would something in the back of my mind. I we was going to wait till Wednesday, right? But I talked to several people who were, they were driving from Des Moines, mm -hmm. Minneapolis, and Halfway. they were meeting people from Los Angeles, Denver, New York. Yeah, and they were already eight hours into their drive. I know it. Yeah, people coming from Seattle, meeting people in Denver, right. going to meet somebody else in St. Louis, mm -hmm. finally roll into Nashville, right. then make their way to Manchester. There, I mean, there were legit reasons to be mad. It's just I'm not sure who to, you know, who to be mad at. Um, bon, I know. Brian's talked about it on his podcast. They did not do the usual job of communicating this year, and I don't know why. Um, I just the uncertainty of everything in all the entertainment industry right, right now, and yeah, trying making bothered. changes just for changes' sake, making changes because they already they wanted to make changes. They just didn't have a good reason to do it, maybe. And this was a, and I think there was just a lot of confusion all the way around. Right. And they have to. Be so there's a lot of frustration, but I don't. I'm, I'm not. I've never been mad at all at anybody, but frustrated for sure. Well, well like, it's Brian and I like are mom. Moms have to worry for kids because kids don't worry. The target demographic for a music festival, they don't really care about COVID as much as I do. Yeah. Well, no, you know, they're 25 year olds. Yeah, they're, in, they're indestructible. There's that. The other you thing. Have to worry for them. And Brian and I have laughed about this because he and I are similar in this. Until I'm on site unloading my truck and pop that first beer, I'm a nervous wreck because I'm always convinced <laughs> something is going to, you know, they don't have my name. They don't have a ticket. Right. We're all like that. It's yeah. going to rain or yeah. whatever. And then once I'm there, everything that I've worried about is always better than I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. You Every time. Pimp. <laughs> so it goes, anything that goes wrong, just blame Jen. Yeah. Uh, does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we've heard all the rumors before that they've changed this. They're done to do, you know, it's going to be horrible. And then we get there and it's 
you know, the best. So there. if I tune into the podcast today, are we still talking about the politics of cancellation? Or are we talking we did, about, about the greatest Bonnaroo ever back in 2004 well, or whatever? So we did a show right after that kind of talked about that. And then last week, and this was strange, I was actually on the phone at 4.30 with a guy from Los Angeles setting up an interview on site at Bonnaroo for Mastodon. I love Mastodon. We and had them my, at Riverbend. Years my ago. phone pinged and it was Brad and Taco from the show, the podcast, who said, there it is, it's canceled. The guy in Los Angeles didn't know. He still sent me the email 20 minutes later saying, you know, we'll see the band. Point being, consequence then, uh, we had wanted to talk to Sylvan Esso and uh, they set that up. So this week's show, which is current that started Wednesday is an interview with Amelia and Nick from Sylvan from Esso. They were going to do the Super Jam. Fantastic, Ben. Yeah, I was looking oh, forward to the Super Jam. So, so it's a little bit about what they were going to do, which was a really cool interview because they were going to do have all their guests. The Super Jam is where different people from different acts get together. Mm-hmm. She wanted to do like a wedding favorite wedding song thing so all these people were going <laughs> to sing their favorite way i know wind beneath my wings uh, well that was going to be weird to see <laughs> but then we talked about you know what else they're going to do um so trying to set up some other bands and interviews for other festivals and just we don't know man to be honest with you we because we got we got nine more months to talk about an event that ha- doesn't happen oh man <laughs> i can i can just hear lizzo right now longer than <laughs> there have been fishes in the yeah. ocean that would have been a terrible idea send her to me you next know time. what though it's funny i think you and i were in the same boat when they announced um lionel richie yeah i thought that was the worst announcement act ever in the history of bonner and it sure. turns out people absolutely loved it loved it loved it and uh, i told my friend i said he's a wedding singer yeah, he's the world's best. Yeah, wedding singer. Yes, yes, yes. yes. No, no, yeah. no. That's, People it's, loved it. Some sometimes it's those that that will surprise you. Yeah. I, I, to, to jump over to our own you know city festival for so long, Riverbend. I never quit giving them hell for booking KC. Yeah, and that's the a Sunshine good Band. It's a good example. I I used that as the that was that was the Freddy Krueger of band booking as far as I was concerned. And it loomed over everybody that was responsible. I gave them so much hell until the night of the show when I was down there dancing my buns off to KC and the Sunshine Band. I went, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. Well, the other one like that is Salt and Pepper. Yeah. You remember that show? Salt and Pepper. Yeah. They did 20 minutes of actual performance, and I sang and like <laughs> every, every single it was song. The best 20 minutes. What a man! What a man! What a man! Yeah, when you got people like me singing that, that's it's kind of an it odd was atmosphere. So much fun, but so it was like that was awful. The the but the, the what podcast? I would say without a doubt here in town, one of the if not the most successful podcast. Brian's does very very well. Stone on air. You got uh, between the the breaks. During, uh, the during, break, during, the, during the breaks, Clint Powell's during yeah. the breaks uh, podcast, and Dave Fire, Dawson Wheelers. Those are the four that immediately come to mind. Yeah. Now, I'm doing one on Monday uh, with a gentleman named Luke uh, Luke Swab, and it's called Chattanooga People. Chattanooga People. Mm. Now, this is, is new it Chattanooga to me. People or People of Chattanooga? People of Chattanooga, yeah. either one. Unfamiliar to me, but I just want to let you know, of course, what we're doing here certainly isn't meant to be any kind of competition, not to your podcast. We want you guys all on our side and we will continue to promote this new medium it's still a new medium 
out of curiosity, maybe should do it off the uh, the recording, but I'll go ahead and do it against my maybe better judgment. Did that did that group of people reach out to you, or did you reach out to them? Consequence? No, I'm sorry, Barry. I'm oh. looking at Barry, but I'm talking to Jeff. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the the people of Chattanooga, because I'm just they reached out to me. They did reach out to yes. you. Okay. No, I've been, I I've been just a little curious as their to their selection and their process. Well, you don't think of, I'm worth it? Oh, no, I think you're very man. much worth it. You should have been, he's sitting right here. Man. I think you should have been on the dance. Well, I'm going to give him I a fat lip, I'm in Jeff. that Key and Peele skit. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. I can hear everything you're saying. Exact opposite. I think you should have been on the damn show a year ago is okay. my point. That's actually, all. That's, actually, all. that's all. It's this. It's this podcast that made him interested. Okay. So it's our goal. To, and, to, and they to, called me. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's our goal. We'll to get make, you on I, the I, list. I'm a person in Chattanooga. <laughs> I don't. We're, we're Sorry, that's it. We're certainly not a competition to the paper I'll either. Be your we are pimp going too, Brian. the throats of radio and TV, yeah, though, yeah, yeah. as, as, as much as we can. So we, we got that in common, possibly. Well, it, it, just plug plug yourself, plug what you guys do, tell them how to find it, what to do. We're on all formats. Uh, you Consequence.net, you know, you go under podcasts. We're one of their 10. Uh, they push out uh, things every week and uh, promote it, but you can find it on uh, iHeart, Apple, anywhere else you can find one. Uh, we do occasionally YouTube. We're still struggling with that, as you guys are. It's uh, I, I, why somebody would want to watch a Zoom meeting of us talking is weird to me. But look no, at where you're sitting. Of, lots of people do it. I know. Like it. I you know the video aspect of what we're doing here is it befuddles me. But I know for a, a fact a that when deal. we were doing our morning show on the air, we had as many, if not more, people watching it on Facebook as we did listening to the terrestrial signal. Yeah. So it's I wasn't made for these times. I'm just trying to catch up. Is consequence music related? Entertainment. Only, it's entertainment. Okay. It, it, it wants to be the online version of what Rolling Stone was okay. for all of us. Yeah. I mean, it's everything. It's movies, entertainment, music. Okay. Can I ask you bluntly what you think of this concept? The the show? The Chattanooga I, Drive-In show? I, I'm I'm listening. I, I miss you guys on the radio. Thank you, you messed up my morning. <laughs> I'm not happy Music about to my it. ears. People being miserable without I'm us. Not happy. I would Did you listen. send him the pilot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I listened. Uh, okay. Yeah, I like it. It's. I mean, I'm here. There I'm all in. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Barry Quarter Times Free Press Watt Podcast. Thank you, Brian, for pushing all the buttons and knobs over there. Thank you, Jen, for doing all the stuff you do. Thanks to Russell and Dave Hooker. See you guys tomorrow.